I'm glad you made it. Thanks. Yeah, I'm happy to be on the show. That's good. That's good. We're happy to have you. I hope everything's cool. Yeah, I'm good. I think I think I have an iron deficiency. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. I know it sucks. I I had to change my diet a lot the last like year and a half. Uh-huh. So I'm just super deficient of like a lot of stuff, and I like can't change it really. Really? So yeah. like the docs were just like taking your your bloods and then just like figuring out which vitamins yeah so i actually like had to figure it out myself my blood tests were coming out normal so i'm not yet like anemic or anything Uh uh-huh but i started just taking supplements and that would make me feel normal and i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) Um, that makes sense that makes sense yeah yeah um, but I can't eat like gluten or dairy or soy now, and that stuffs in just like everything. That's everything. Um, like everything. So <laughs> it's been weird, but I think I'm figuring it out now. <laughs> I've done that before, where I cut out all these, all the things that you know society also tells you what's bad. Yeah. You know, like alcohol. Yeah. Cigarettes, and then I went the wellness train of cutting out gluten dairy man and everyone would tell me did you feel better in the end and i would be like it kind of stayed the same my mental health though was like not tanking but it was just like i miss all of these things (laughs) i know yeah that's a big part of it i also like i think i've gotten to a point where like i've just been in a permanent brain fog because i'm just not getting what i need so i'm just like where am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I supplements really help. I'm like thinking normal again. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's like a lot of people are vitamin D deficient. Yeah. They don't even know it. Um, I know all they say is like, go outside and stare at the sun and just like get all the sun's rays and then your D will come back up. And I'm just like... It's, it's more than just that. Yeah, yeah. I also think like like certain minorities are like more susceptible to vitamin D deficiency, especially mm. like in the winter. So mm. I take vitamin D now too. <laughs> really? Yeah, it does help. Wait, okay. So let's drop the sub stack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the starting lineup looking like? Okay, I take here. I have it right now. Mm-hmm. I take um, a women's multivitamin. Mm-hmm. It's got like the biz. Right, right. Oh, it's got everything. Yeah, yeah. It's got everything. It's a good lineup. But additionally, I take B12 on top of it, which. B12 is great. B12, yeah. Energy, super good. So I take B12, I take vitamin D3, and then I take. This has iron in it, but. I think if I'm deficient, it's like not enough. So mm-hmm. I take another like like 14 milligrams of iron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's only been a, a couple days since I put iron in the mix, but I think I think I'm gonna stick with that for a few months and see if I'm just like, you know, a superhero after. <laughs> or just feeling normal again. We are also known as normal. <laughs> right. I was just thinking about how multivitamins i mean they're good but they are kind of like two-in-one shampoo you know where it's like shampoo conditioner and body wash like it's all in the mix like my starting lineup is like separate like high end i got the coenzyme too good for heart health and energy everyone should be taking that just for preventing heart disease in the future i've got vitamin c laced with kirsten and zinc i've got i used to take vitamin d but i'm not deficient anymore i'm like on track which is great i take i take this thing called immune shroom which has reishi and like a bunch of like different types of mushrooms within the mix mm-hmm. that's good for energy b12 of course yeah mixes in with the food 
um, converts, you know, your food to energy. And then at night I take, <laughs> I take CBD and, oh. uh, I take magnesium. Okay. Yeah. It's like a muscle relax. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. You have like, you know, your stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't, my body, I used to rock my body and now like my body be rocking. Like, it's just like better now. It's just like, it's better now. Like, I think it's funny when people think that like vitamins are a scam. Yeah. Well, my mom, my mom is a bit of a health nut. Mm -hmm. God bless her. But like, as a kid, she would like give me all these vitamins. Right. And then, like, I would go away. I went away to college. And she's like, are you taking them? Are you taking them? And I'm like, chill, like, I'm grown. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I wasn't taking them the way that I needed to. And then, like, within the last like, year, I was like, whoa, she was right. <laughs> she was so right. And I told her, she's like, yeah, I know. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Is, she, is she still in, the, in that space? Is she in the health uh, space? Yeah, yeah, that's her thing. Yeah, she, let's go. Like, um, she makes like smoothies and, and juices and stuff. We love that. I know. It's cool. They're really good too. <laughs> she could open up her own shop. She has like a small one. Like she sells it to people in her church and, and they buy it. It's very cool. Oh, so she actually does. Wow. She does it. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> She's like bringing the Vitamix to church <laughs> on Sundays <laughs> along with the, uh, the, yeah that's a um, word that's a, yeah I was, yeah she's bringing the good word <laughs> it's like the names of the smoothies are bible verses oh my god wait <laughs> if she listens to this she might write that down <laughs> praise be praise be praise. that's that's cool that's cool so yeah so she see mom's know all she was reminding you to take the vitamins then you got into a funk and here you are taking yeah. vitamins again. She knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. <laughs> That's what's up. That's cool. All right. Cool. Rashad and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Desire where we talk about your main gig then we talk about your side hustle. Kennedy Freeman is high noon. Plays guitar, sings based in Philly from basement to festivals now, indie pop, just got it going on. Please welcome Kennedy Freeman to Wear Many Hats. Hi. <laughs> nice introduction. It was very flattering. Not gonna lie, this was the first time I ever winged it. Usually I got it like going on, but uh today we're we're going with the flow. Off the dome, yeah. Off the yeah. dome. I feel like we've met before. Have we? Your name sounds very familiar, but I used to be in Philly, but I I don't reside in Philly anymore, but oh, did you go to school here or I went to Temple? Oh my God, same. Maybe in the same circles, but like the my what Philly is... life is like is is long gone. It's just a memory. Yeah. What did you study? I study advertising. In oh, um... okay. I did for like a semester. <laughs> really? Yeah. I wonder if we were in the same classes. It's kind of bizarre. We were probably in a couple. That's so funny. Wait, when, really? When did you graduate? I graduated in 2014. I was oh, like, I was, okay. I was like, yeah. No, yeah, we missed each other. 
Oh, okay, okay. But it, unless you were still in the area, like after the fact, because I I started in 2015. You started in 2015. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Good. I don't know why your name sounds very familiar, but yeah, Temple was definitely <laughs> such a blur too. Go owls. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I can't remember some stuff. <laughs> call it brain fog or call it a scam. We'll just call it mostly a scam. But uh, college is college is very interesting because I'm just clearly not using my degree right now. Right. And like, you know, there's some knowledge and wisdom, etc. But <laughs> but I'm just like playing guitar. <laughs> yeah, you're ripping. What was your degree? Um, I studied strategic communication. Let's go. Um, a confusing major for people to understand. Um, <laughs> but like my concentration was in rhetoric specifically, so I it had like a little more of like a political leaning, um, and we would just like kind of study the way that people would send messages. And so now I see like political things or just like. <laughs> That's cool though. Any type of thing, and I'm like, they're lying. Wow. <laughs> it's bad, yeah. You can sense it. I wish I didn't study that. I'm just like too cynical now, but it is cool. It's cool to know what's up, you know. Right, right. I like to, I like to talk about how the communications building was next to the art building. Yeah. Yeah, where like the graphic design students uh we're studying in and it the communications building was like the land of misfit toys basically because we all wanted to get into like the art school that's like how it felt like because it was like right next oh. to each other and the yeah. and like the arts building was like brand new and looked shiny and like yeah. did and you study like art direction i did okay. exactly that was yeah. my that was my concentration art direction and advertising with like some com with some copywriting in the mix okay cool at first i was doing copywriting i think but i think that rhetoric was like like i was in my classes and i was trying to like say different stuff and they're like i think you should maybe <laughs> you should maybe switch <laughs> i was on my like social justice tip for a bit so they were like yeah i don't know if this is for you i was like okay you're right <laughs> your social justice tip are you still in your social justice tip not so much anymore i feel right. like it got very weird during the pandemic of course and I was like, Ooh. of course <laughs> especially in philly yeah it got real it got real yeah it cars really flipping over and <laughs> molotov like everything was just it was chaos yeah yeah but and i mean i i still have all the same like opinions and ideologies i just I kind of keep it low key. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's like a level to social justice, right? Yeah. It's like there's low key, there's high key, there's middle ground. It's it's like where do you stand? Yeah, and I, I feel like it was a very visible time to mm -hmm. like have those kinds of opinions. And I don't know, I got kind of worried. Like I was just like, hmm, I don't I don't want to incriminate myself. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly exactly not that anything that i'm believing is like that <laughs> that crazy either you know but i was just like i'm gonna lay low <laughs> yeah you're like human rights and uh i'm gonna chill at home <laughs> <laughs> guys are you going to the protest today <laughs> okay i'll chill <laughs> that's funny yeah so yeah what's funny about school is that we all studied our undergrad right which is what people do after mm -hmm. high school but no one cares about undergrad now right yeah it's the same like, as a high school diploma right right which is so bizarre but for some weird reason people care about grad school Ugh, i'm not trying to hear that it's it's so wild, right? Like now, it's the the talk of the town is grad school. Like it's the biggest thing. The next big thing. It's the I next big thing. But the weird part about grad school is that people actually like check on your grad degrees. Like yeah, that, 
like people actually care like companies actually like will do like a deep dive like oh did you go to yale type b like like gpa and stuff or they just want to know like if you went to grad school like no one cares if you went to undergrad like no one cares about my undergrad degree i know it's very frustrating because i'm in so much debt right originally i wanted to um do some type of teaching like like i wanted to either be like a high school or like like a college professor or something kind Mm -hmm. of like adjunct vibe and then i talked to like every professor and they're like don't do it (laughs) pretty much but just because like i would need like i would need to get more education and i'd probably be in even more debt for it and then like it doesn't like it doesn't really pay for itself (laughs) so you have to like do classes while you're teaching and like i just i don't think i'd handle that no it's so much work it's so hard yeah but like i'm very thankful for all my professors like a lot of them were very cool and like um they're doing kind of thankless work <laughs> pretty much every educator you know um they don't get so a lot of love they don't get a lot of love so right now we're gonna shout out to all the um educators out there <laughs> shout out the teachers are <laughs> so real it's so real it's so real that's great that like you tried but now you're like you say that you're now doing the things that you know your degree was about but you're killing it with the music (laughs) i feel like that's like everyone in philly though right (laughs) philly is definitely a creative hub a lot a lot with music yeah i've i've met so many musicians and it's kind of what everybody does. Like I work at a coffee shop and mm. we all like have bands. <laughs> we all have bands. <laughs> and um, over the years, I, I feel like I've been able to befriend people that I actually like listen to or listen to like um, in college. And I'm like, wow, this is very cool. <laughs> but it's just like, it's a pretty small city and like everyone's very nice and like tries to like look out for each other. So yeah, it's, it's a nice place to be for, for doing this. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever played shows and then like the next day you work at your coffee shop and then like a fan comes in or like I saw you last night or something? <laughs> that has happened to me a couple times. They're like, oh, were you at this last night? I saw yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? That's... Yeah. That's a recent thing, though. <laughs> I that is cool that is really cool I'm I'm just like kind of an awkward person like I'm one of those performers that like has to like kind of put on a different persona on stage always then when I'm off I'm like oh that was so embarrassing yeah yeah (laughs) so when people like recognize me in public nothing again like it's such a small city like it really is not like like fame by any means but like it has happened a couple times and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> hi. <laughs> I mean, you played that WXPN show that, or yeah, XPN Fest. That yeah. that's that's big. That was definitely the biggest show we've ever played. It was like a huge stage. It was mm-hmm. very very cool. I I definitely do kind of um, feel cool about playing. That. <laughs> Usually, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, a show's a show, but. It was also nice because it was my mom's birthday. And so like a lot of my family was there. That's and amazing. It was like summer still. And it was like a wonderful day, like mm-hmm. just hanging out in the sun. And like the stage was like, um, like the audience is like facing the river. So the river's like the backdrop. Right. And it was really pretty. Like it was like pristine. I was like, damn, this is cool. <laughs> Your mom was like, I'm bringing everyone from the church. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually am making some of these here. Um, that's that's so great. Yeah, like because right now, yo, I can't stop listening to "Back to You." Oh my god! And all the previous stuff that you put out before, they're all bops too. But "Back to You" is one of those singles that I'm sure that you know Spotify will throw into like a playlist it's like one of those like it's not I don't want to say it's an algorithm song but it's definitely like a song that definitely gets stuck in your head (laughs) that's that's very flattering
I feel like, is that me? I'm sorry. Is there a way I can mute that? Uh. I'm not like super good at having a Mac. <laughs> we can just let it ride. Okay. I put it on Do Not Disturb and it's still going through it. I just have <laughs> no idea. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sure I'll just cut this out. Sure. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that is that is very um, flattering because I think um, as I've like kind of moved forward in, in songwriting, I'm I'm trying to make like really catchy like melodies and hooks and stuff. And right. When people tell me it gets stuck in the head, I'm like, perfect. Oh wow, that's part of the plan. <laughs> it's yeah, that's it's part of the agenda. I'm trying. I just like I feel like I've I don't know. In college, I was like very like pretentious indie kid. I think. Right. And. Um, as I've kind of grown out of that, I'm like, pop music is sick. And like, to make something that really sticks with people is a lot more challenging than I think people give it credit. And right. um, that's what I've, I don't know, I've kind of been like studying it over over the last couple of years. Just like, how do they do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the indie but, space, like nothing sticks. Except like, even when... Like take Beach House for instance, like everyone loves Beach House. They got like some pop in there. That's yeah. why it, like sticks. For sure. And and same goes for, you know, like bands like My Bloody Valentine. Like I think um Shoegaze is definitely super in, at least in Philly right now. Like it's mm -hmm. like it's the thing. And I feel like nobody wants to admit that like this is just pop with loud guitars. Mm -hmm. Which I think is very cool. I think th I think that's like that's what makes them so iconic is like you can remember those melodies even if you can't make out a lot of what they're saying no these are like perfect i mean uh the cocktail twins they're uh. i say this every year but they i feel like they every year they just keep getting more popular and popular and popular even yeah. though like they haven't put out any <laughs> like they're done it's just oh, so yeah. funny I know. I love them so much. Right. It's like, remember, yeah. It's like the Kate Bush effect, mm -hmm. right? It's like if someone were to put like Cocktail Twins in any popular show, they mm -hmm. will blow up even yeah. harder. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about that sound. It really, like, it's very timeless and no one can sing like, Elizabeth Fraser, like at all. Like, no. I'm sure you could try, but <laughs> I don't see a lot of people covering them, you know, and not in a way that, <laughs> not in a way that works for me. Um, but yeah, they're so special. And, and, you know, again, like that's just pop music, even, even if it's like unintelligible. <laughs> right. Have you guys ever covered any songs? Um, like by them or just like in general? In general um yeah we used to do some covers just to like bulk up our set because we didn't for a second we didn't have like a ton of songs <laughs> if you um, like that and like we did one show that was just like outside in city hall and they gave us like 45 minutes to an hour and i was like oh god we gotta cover something that's um, long yeah it's long um so we did we did like a always cover one time i guess it was just archie marry me i mm -hmm. think and then we covered a Joni Mitchell song. Nice. Both sides now, but we did it in kind of like a like a twee, twee rock way, kind of very nineties vibe. Other than that, I think there was like a time when we were covering Arcade Fire, which is so funny. That is funny. The song in the backseat. Um, I don't know if you know it, but we were doing that when we toured one time and it was like kind of a funny thing. But yeah, we don't we don't do a ton like right now because we're just like we have music and like <laughs> we have music now yeah you hear it, yeah <laughs> but covers are always fun we were covering um yellow by coldplay a couple times really yeah i like to kind of lean into the cringe right <laughs> the songs are just really good <laughs> they are lean into the cringe yeah i love cordy music a lot friend and guest of the show steel fc when they were starting out they didn't have enough shows as or they didn't have enough songs as well but they had a lot of shows mm -hmm. and at the end of their sets they would play like goodbye horses 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, this is sick. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that song's great. That's that a good song's point. phenomenal. It's like, yeah. I love that you also mentioned Twee Rock. I feel like Twee like came from like the indie space for sure. Yeah. But... Yeah, definitely. I love that stuff. And I love that like the songs like tend to not really be about anything and it's just kind of pleasant. I mm-hmm. feel like I think um that was kind of like intentional. Like that was like a political thing for um people like Sarah, people on Sarah records and stuff. I read something about that one time. Um but yeah, I, I think um that stuff is cool and, and I definitely try to like channel that in some of my writing sometimes too. That's funny because my friend would once call me Twee. <laughs> really? and, I, and I was like, I have no idea what you're saying and why. <laughs> And I don't know if it's derogatory or like you're just like coming for me. She Wait, was derogatory. Yeah, and I was like, okay, all right. That's fine. I didn't know I was giving twee. It's giving twee. Well, here's the thing. I feel like things got very dark in the last couple of years, and totally. I feel like I kind of took refuge in in things that were quote unquote twee, right. like not necessarily in a Zoe Deschanel type of way, right? But just like things that are more pleasant and like not really like not that deep and no. you know it's kind of like a fantasy thing it was i feel like i was twee as a, as a cope for a bit you know uh-huh. i felt like it was like life after hipster <laughs> oh yeah well that's definitely like one of the ways to define it like i feel like there was a twee revival in like the uh... late 2000s 2010s and it was like coffee like new girl really <laughs> i don't know those kinds of band, like Vampire Weekend, right, even. right, yeah, yeah. It's like kind of got like a collegiate vibe. <laughs> what do you play at the shop when you work as a barista? I try to, I try to curate like playlists that mm-hmm. are like a few hours because it's very helpful to not be like going back to the iPad and like mm-hmm. searching songs or like having to skip things. Right. So I try to make like no skip songs that are like kind of easy to. Um, to listen to and kind right. of be in like a bit of a flow state when I'm like making drinks. Um, but yeah, they can, it really, it really varies. I feel like I try to make the, um, put things on there that are just like chill mm-hmm. and have like a nice beat and sometimes like a little bit hypnotic, you know, cause then you're just like grooving. Right. Oh, <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> I was a barista in Philly uh, a couple of times and oh, where at? a lot of shops. They all closed. Yeah, yeah. they all closed. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's interesting is that I only remember the New York coffee shops I, I worked at, but in in Philly, like they all have it- vanished from my my memory <laughs> which is kind of wild which is kind of yes so i've had my fair share of gigs too and sometimes i i kind of like lose the plot of like the timeline of like when i was working because a lot of them were so brief too mm-hmm. like i would do stuff over the summer and then i'd quit because i'm like back in school or whatever but yeah i feel like my if resumes were legitimately just every job you've had <laughs> I know. I need, I need a couple pages. Right. I we were just like talking about resumes um and like it's funny that some people don't know how to write a resume still and they would just like make five pages of what your previous gigs were. Yeah. I'd have like five pages of coffee shops that I worked at. Yeah. But yeah, they, I have something very similar. <laughs> yeah, and no one would believe me because they all closed. And you can't <laughs> you find can't, it on the internet. You can't call them. <laughs> no. no, 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 not at all. That's funny. So you're working on a new record? Is the band like working on a whole new record? Yeah, we are. It's It's been like such a long process. And I can't believe that I'm still talking about it, to be honest. Because like I... What do you mean? I started writing the new record before the old one came out. Mm-hmm. Like it was like in the month or two before it was released, I was already writing like a new batch of songs. Right. I, I pretty much finished writing mm-hmm. 
for the most part, like right before the pandemic hit. And we got like separated from each other. Like we right. were going to start recording and we, we tried a little bit and I was like living in New Jersey again. And um, one of my bandmates was living in like upstate PA and mm-hmm. like couldn't practice and like <laughs> it got weird. So it was super delayed. And then we were back at it and we're trying to like test out recording songs like in a studio space. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think we're ready to actually do an album the way that I, I would want to, which is why we ended up like putting out Back to You and we have another single that we're putting out mm-hmm. soon. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, we were just using that to be like, okay, do we know how to make a good song together? Right. Because before it was just me and my drummer, Justin, and, and he's, he did some recording he like studied like audio at temple so we would just like make like we made our album together in a way that was just very like do it yourself and we sometimes i feel like we wouldn't get very picky about stuff like we would do our takes and i'm like that's good enough i don't feel like doing it again no but i didn't think anyone would hear it and then when they did i was like wow i really should have done that again right (laughs) so i'm trying not to have any regrets and and so i'm trying to really take my time with it but we did start recording a couple weeks ago whoa in there yeah yeah yeah. so a few of the songs like bulk of them have like skeletons which is cool i hope that it can come out sooner than later because i'm just so tired (laughs) do you ever have that feeling of wanting to you wish you could change something previously or yeah i i definitely i have a lot of regrets with just the process of like learning to to do it like mm-hmm. a lot of them are more on like the recording side mm-hmm. than the songwriting side but i do have some lyrics where i'm like god i wish i didn't say that <laughs> right <laughs> that just comes from like like i wrote my album when i was like 19 20 mm-hmm. so like i don't know I, I don't have a ton of perspective you know <laughs> so like i just listen to the thoughts of my younger self and i'm like that's embarrassing that sucks um, right right i think that like i don't know at least in the genre like it was considered like bedroom pop at the time and like Mm -hmm. i think that was working for a lot of people (laughs) like it it really was it really was kind of like an unpolished sound like something that sounds really like genuine and a bit like unfiltered sometimes a little like like a diary entry you know right (laughs) i'm going through that right now because i'm about to release two of my first singles under smog cutter Uh, thank you it started in philly a long time ago but we never recorded we did record music but we never put it out but now i freshly recorded new music and it's about to come out there are like i'm very proud of it there are things that i wish i could change but i just can't go back yeah i can't go back in the studio and like do this again i'm so i just have to accept it yeah it's already mixed and mastered but it's the one thing i've learned about putting out music and recording music and just like the music space and you know how there's like so many musicians out there now is that just gotta put it out yeah yeah no you're really right and that's something that I've had to learn over time um which is like really hard but I think like I don't even see some of my own mistakes until it's out already and I'm listening to it from Mm -hmm. a different perspective like Mm -hmm. like from an audience's perspective like when I listen to it, I feel like I'm very critical of my own stuff, but like you can kind of get tunnel vision when you're still like working on it and like no one else has heard it. Right. So like sometimes I like I'll go back and listen to old stuff and I'm like, hmm, this is different than I remember, you know, mm-hmm. and I even did that with like back to you. Like I was just like, hmm, OK, I feel like there were things I could have done differently, but I think that's how you like end up learning. So yeah, I think I think it's good to have regrets because it like pushes you to do better next time. Exactly. I mean, that's what I've learned, which I should have learned every year, but mostly <laughs> this year is that you learn when you do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you'll never learn. So it's like, you think that you'll get it perfect on the first try. Yeah. I mean, this is so cliche and like redundant, but like they've people have taught you like you've learned this 
obviously at day one right yeah it's like you should just try keep trying and then like you you will change it up in time like this podcast for instance it Mm -hmm. was completely different from the first episode Mm -hmm. now with so many episodes in everything has completely changed from like like say from branding to now we might even change the like we might do different things with the logo even though we spend so much money in marketing and advertising we might still like change up the logo into like this different thing but you net would have never have known that you know from the get yeah yeah you only get better honestly you only get better yeah you do just have to like do the thing and I think that's like part of why it's taken me so long to like get things going with the record is like I've been in my head about it for like years at this point and I'm right. like, it has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. But like, that's kept me from like doing it at all for a while. And I'm like, it's going to be the way that it is, you know? And it's good to have like kind of a time capsule of like your own progress. So wh- however it sounds is the way it's going to sound. And after that, I'll, I'll make something that sounds better, you know? Right. The only thing you can't change is your name. I think it's like really funny though when people do try to change up their name and then they do change up their name, but people will only remember you from the previous name. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like some I don't like like the band name to be honest, but Mm -hmm. it's like what I picked like in 2017 Mm -hmm. I'm always like it's too late now (laughs) you're you're in there now I'm in yeah you're you're like in google searches this thing is like a thing now like you you can't change it up like this shit's like popping off this (laughs) when we drop this episode like the name is like attached to it It, there's just so so many instances unless you kept it real as a time capsule then yeah you'll that's one thing I don't want to see for myself, but like maybe for others, but you can, other people can can do obviously what they want. But sure. when when they go like, oh, yeah, that was like a thing I used to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was like a time capsule. That was like long gone. Yeah. Unless you're doing something new and like that's what you really like, obviously. Oh, now we're metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's tough. Like I've seen interviews from from people like soccer mommy or like biba doobie or whatever and people like spend a lot of time like fixating on their name and they're like i just i just picked it like it's really not that deep <laughs> that's funny that's funny that you you mentioned biba doobie whatever that and and go whatever because the funny part is that everyone says that literally everyone says whatever after that name yeah. Or, or like just like say their own rendition of like that name and I think that is like the almost the reason why that band is like half half the reason why that band is big but I, I mean because <laughs> like I've I've some some of the songs are Bob I have friends that are obviously into that band and yeah. I was just whatever meaning like like etc like like bands that like sound or bands that have a name that like people don't really understand well that too but like people always say whatever after that name too but yeah i got <laughs> it that, yeah that's yeah. interesting <laughs> and now she's like big yeah I, I feel like i don't know it's one of those things for me where like i feel like most band and project names just aren't that good like a lot of a lot of the easy ones were taken <laughs> at this oh. point like so you just like pick one and like whatever happens happens you know right I was also mentioning with some friends of mine about how you know bands are like using their name now as like their like their project is like their full name yeah yeah I can never remember I'm really bad with names and I'm like trying my hardest to remember people's names (laughs) and when band names now are just like their actual name i'm like i will never remember name i'm sorry the most i can the most i can go is alex g yeah because because of that g yeah but i bet you in a million years i would have never remembered alex's first name yeah and his last name is like gianna scoli or something so like 
good on him good on, it's like literally good on him and now i'll always remember him as like the show where lice popped off oh my gosh that's a rumor it's a rumor yeah that was like a fake post <laughs> That person is spreading misinformation on purpose, which I That's, think is funny. That is hilarious because I first found out from friend of guests of the show, Janine. Um, so kind of and and I was laughing so hard on the subway out loud. Because oh it's think, just so I funny. Think it's a reference to an older like tweet that went viral about like an, a lice outbreak like in a in a water park or something. No way. Yeah, and I think I think it was like a like a copy and copy pasta or whatever they call that. And she just inserted like Alex G <laughs> too. <laughs> but like, yeah, people are like believing it. I mean, I, I'm look, in. look, I wouldn't be surprised to be clear. <laughs> if that Right. Was but like, if you know Philly and you know, basement says, and you know, Philly homes, <laughs> of course there's a, you wouldn't, you, yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's so funny. What would high noon? I love be? Alex G. <laughs> let's let's put it on record that I love Alex G. I do. I, I think he's the best. He's great. Yeah. What would but high yeah, noon go viral for? What would we go viral for? Yeah. What do you think? Like a rumor that would spread. A rumor that would go <laughs> go off. That's a good question. Um. I don't know. I feel like everybody is like um, loves to throw around the word industry plant. I feel like um, right. I feel, yeah, I feel like I'd be f not with me, just in general. Like right, I feel right, like right. I'm really skeptical. I think I would low key be flattered about that because I totally I don't, I don't have any connections. So like, <laughs> if people thought that I was, I'm like, yes, I'm fooling them. <laughs> yes, that's great, actually. <laughs> That'd be but, amazing. Uh, like someone started on Reddit. Reddit is like Kennedy is <laughs> industry plant. <laughs> oh, that'd be. But like, no, I, I'm sure that would actually damage my reputation for sure. But if people would do the digging, they would realize that I, I, I'm just some guy. <laughs> you would think that it would damage you. It's so funny because I feel like that's what like spread the the fire with like bands like her and wet leg in my opinion mm, i know what you mean yeah i don't know i think some people for some people it ends up being like like it ends up working out right <laughs> like i think like even even people who do have like industry connections um i don't know not that i like not that i believe that legacy wealth is a good thing or whatever but <laughs> I don't know. If I had those connections, I would use them too. I feel like Philly has like a bunch of connections. I have. So I do think there's something about like making connections on like a, a more like horizontal level. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like that's definitely like a strategy. If you can't like go upward and, and like know people who are like working in the industry, you know. So I definitely like think networking at whatever level you're at is is a good way to go about it it seems to be the only way you know the only i know right <laughs> if you don't just like you know if your dad's not like a ceo or something <laughs> <laughs> your dad's a ceo my dad's the ceo of this coffee shop um <laughs> has um have you ever i wouldn't say make made connections at your coffee shop or but like have you ever been like Oh yeah, check out my band. Um, so I'm I'm not very sure to keep it low. I'm not very eager to do that to like strangers. Right. I'll do it with like coworkers or like people that I know I'll be seeing around. Mm -hmm. Or like if they say they have their own project, I'm like, oh me too. But like sometimes I think customers or like regulars like find out and they're like, Oh, what's your project? Can I look you up? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. It's hard, <laughs> right? It's hard, but I think like I don't know it's a good thing that people are curious and I have to get better at at just like promoting myself without shame you know right it's the artist mentality yeah it's the it's the only way so you know I do it now but <laughs> for a while I just was like 
yeah these songs aren't that good and like we have like other stuff that we're making <laughs> and it's just like whatever people will enjoy whatever it is you have you know that's so true that's like, so true let it go <laughs> it's hard it's hard <laughs> so I mean, Philly, it's not, I'm not saying that Philly is having a moment right now, but there are a lot of an amazing, like, Black female-fronted bands and musicians that's mm. been, like, going on for quite some time. But, like, this year, like, have you heard of the band The Eerie? What What are they called? The Eerie or The IRA. It's, like, spelled the I-R-E. They're, like, like a dark... I don't want to say shoegaze, but that's what it sounds like. But like, or new wave, but that's what it sounds like, sort of. Oh, but like, okay. they're, they're like dark. Is um, it like a synth wave thing, or? Yes, exactly, exactly. Cool. Um, actually, wow, they're playing a show with Soul Glow. That's oh, cool. and special interest. That's kind of interesting. Um, but oh, uh, I've. It's going to be at the photo club, but I've never been to the photo club. I can see you guys also playing at photo club too. Is that in New York? No, it's in, it's in Philly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Photo club is, is it's a little bit out there in Philly, but it's, it's definitely one of those secret venues. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So secret. Yeah. It's yeah. And where is it? Do you know? I think it's like closer to Kensington, but it's like a little okay. up north. Yeah. But even more up north. But um I've never been. Good friend Tina from I always love to say that she's in the band the Shakes. She's not in the band the Shakes. They broke up. It's um Sheer Mag. Oh, uh, Sheer Mag, yeah. He like bartends there. Um Oh, sometimes. cool. But um yeah, um the area has like or the ear has, I'm gonna go with the eerie, but like has <laughs> black female fronted vocalist mm. that rips. And I'm just like, dude, this is amazing. Like Philly's like really killing it. Like, <laughs> like you and and high noon, you know, Tierra Whack. I'm not surprised by any means. I'm just like, right. this is this is great. It's very I'm looking them up actually. That year, it's I R E. What's coming up is the band Gauche. Is it the same person? I, the oh. weird part is that you have to put it like the I the Eerie band, which is like. Oh, I I think I see. Their their band camp is there. They have like a uh, an album called What Dreams May Come. And every song on that on that record is a bop. They put it out this year. Yeah, it's it's like their shows seem great. They've been playing with a lot of heavy hitters. Be about time that you guys start playing with like heavy hitters as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool thing. I I think we will be able to like focus a lot more on like playing shows um, in the new year and. We're actually announcing some shows today <laughs> in promotion of our single. This will come out like much later, of course, but <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I've been focusing a lot of my energy on the recording and production side mm -hmm. the last like year or so. And it's making me forget that I that I really used to like playing a lot. And right. because of COVID, I've had like a lot of like anxiety about doing it and it's felt kind of weird and like mm -hmm. I've I I've always had stage fright and <laughs> after like coming back from from the pandemic time that we like consider um the stage fright has come back and I'm like wow I'm at square one like I have to like start over at doing mm -hmm. this um, but I think I'm finally like back to where I was before and like playing shows like um the XPN fest and stuff I feel like I remember that I that I love performing. Um so yeah, I'd I'd love to play and like open for someone on tour and like that that stuff's really cool and that's like the fun part, you know, of like of doing music. At least like for me, I feel like I don't have to think very hard like when I'm on stage and when I'm like making stuff, I'm like, oh my god, is this good? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like feeling other people's energy 
energy in the same room and just like enjoying it. Right. That's what I really miss. And I hope we'll be able to do that a lot more. Oh, you definitely will. It's funny. It doesn't even matter about followers anymore at this point. I remember seeing Animal Collective, one of the openers, like Tomato Flower or some shit. Like, they don't even have that many followers. And, but their music is a bop for them. And so they took them on tour. Yeah. I mean, also back then, like Spirit of the Beehive, right? Yeah. They didn't have that many followers, but their music was a bop, and they were touring with Ride. So, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. So, it's only a matter of time. Next year, you guys announce like a show with like big name artists calling it here, <laughs> manifesting. <laughs> That's all we do on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping. <laughs> I, I should probably hire like a tour manager or something. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys haven't. Yeah, just it hasn't been the thing. Like, like I haven't even really felt like I had the energy to tour, but mm-hmm. I'm ready to do it now. Yeah, so maybe that'll be the next the next chapter. Hitting the road again. Wow, hitting the road. Hats off to you and everything for, that you do for some Desire Wear Many Hats solutions. This sounds cringe, but maybe you might adapt it. But have you ever dropped a single and you're like, all right, I'm going to play this in the coffee shop? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like to listen to my own music in public or like around anyone else. <laughs> like sometimes like I'll tell my friend that I have a new song and they're like, oh, let's listen to to it and i'm like no i'll just send it to you yeah yeah but i have been somewhere else and like somebody like recognized me and then played my song like it was like in a sandwich shop and i was like i had earbuds in at the time so i didn't notice (laughs) i took them off and i was i was kind of like enjoying the song oh wait this is me (laughs) that's crazy I was like, wow. I was like, who is this? This is familiar. And it all hit. <laughs> so, so stupid. <laughs> what's the what's the single that you're gonna drop? Um, it's called Are You With Me? I feel like I was it it kind of has like a two thousands like pop rock vibe. Mm. It kinda of sounds like um like the Benz era Radiohead <laughs> but yeah I, I think it's just like a fun song and I wrote it I, I wrote it like after I wrote the album and I was like I could put this on the record but like I think it could stand by itself um, that's good yeah yeah I think it's just like a fun song and I'm, I'm very proud of it so I'm excited to put it out and I hope that people enjoy it and I hope it gets stuck in everyone's head oh that is the plan that is the plan (laughs) who are the other members of high noon so like i said it's my my drummer is justin roth who i met in college brendan simpson is on guitar he went to drexel but we played like a show or two together Uh um early earlier on in the project like i would play solo shows and and he would play under his project um since years and we kind of were just like fans of each other and like we would keep up or whatever and like one day like I think we played a show and I was like do you just want to be in my band dude (laughs) he was like yeah that's sick at the time like um I was playing like Justin was in my band and like we would kind of cycle through like other people to play with us because we didn't have like a solid lineup Mm -hmm. So he really had no reason to say yes because I don't think we were that good. But he was just like down for whatever, and like within <laughs> within months of him saying yes, like he just like went on a little tour with us, and we were like, we're keeping you. <laughs> so yeah, that's the story with him. And Rachel Wild plays the bass. Um, Rachel is my roommate, and I was in her band for a bit, uh, Beach Bod, and. I don't even I like don't even know how we got here but we're like besties like we live together she's in my band like we just like chill all the time it's it's a very great thing that we have going that Um, is a great thing 
it's so nice um but rachel plays like everything and is like super good at it and so like we were looking for a bassist again and rachel was like i'll just do it <laughs> and that's been working out and I'm, I'm very happy with how things are right now and my band is like each member is like super talented with their own projects um justin's project is called soft idiot um but yeah they're all super good and and we've gotten to a point where like I don't even really have to describe what I'm going for anymore mm -hmm. like they just like get it and and that's like really cool to like bring a song and they're just like oh I'll do it this way and I'm like oh my god <laughs> sick I love that I also yeah. love that everyone's side project is like a band type beat yeah yeah it, it's cool um I feel like that's also how Philly works like everyone is like in another band or more and then has their own and like just like stays busy that way mm -hmm. i i really love when people just like like to play i feel like i i get i get in my like singer songwriter bag a little too much like a little too often to like commit to being in someone else's because mm -hmm. i'm just like i have to write <laughs> like i'm like in my room in the dark like playing my acoustic guitar um <laughs> so i just don't think i would like have time to to do someone else's band well right um, but it is great like I love that whole like uh, mentality that I see a lot here just like people who play everything and just like will do anything for anyone else's band <laughs> right right yeah. I wonder I mean yeah it's just it's like projects right it's and it starts off small but like the feelings you get you know when you start these like projects you kind of like wonder, oh yeah, this is just like my small little project. And then like suddenly out of nowhere, it just like starts getting big and mm -hmm. like getting out of your control. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I did not plan to still be doing this. Yeah. And I feel like we hit like, um, at least in my mind, like a couple milestones, if you will, where I was like, oh, maybe I should do this. <laughs> Like, I just, I really didn't expect anyone to like it or to hear it or anything. And then we started getting, like, some pretty decent shows. And I was like, oh, wait, do you think I could do this? <laughs> right. But I, I've always, like, struggled with imposter syndrome and, like, feeling like, I don't know, I'm not a real musician or songwriter. Right. Like, I, I didn't take myself seriously for a while. It mm. took me it took me a minute to be like, oh, I can do it and and maybe I can do it well, you know? It, it it's been like a whole journey but at this point i feel i feel really good that i am still doing it it is such a grind and like, some days i'm like i'm quitting <laughs> but i never i never will i don't think now <laughs> even like if i do end up just like doing a stupid little nine to five and and like making music by myself like mm -hmm. i think it'll always be something that i feel happy doing and, and like sharing with people even if it's not like a big thing. Right. I think that's like why I, I like go through so much just to, to, to put it out for people. Cause it just, I don't know. It seems like the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm like, here goes nothing. Here goes nothing. <laughs> if you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? <laughs> that's such a funny question. It is. I think it would be Cheryl Crow lyrics. Every day is a winding road. <laughs> that is perfect that is so true and i'd get that too it is i feel like i'd i'd get that on a pillow or something <laughs> i'll put it on my my chest <laughs> yeah that's a great great pillow if i were to walk into someone's house and they had that pillow on the couch i'd be like all right i think i'm gonna turn around <laughs> and i'm gonna restart the day by opening up the house but it's gonna be different like you're gonna hide the pillow yeah oh my room. gosh <laughs> <laughs> thank you kennedy for coming on wear many hats it was great to have you thank you so much i've had a lot of fun me too till next time this is wear many hats presented by dasar and i'm rashad peace